What's up, Ding Dongs? Oh, you got really somber. It's really somber. You know what we need? You know what we don't recognize enough in this intro? What? Some yacht rock. I'm a oh big boy. fan. I know. Y'all can get mad all you want. No, 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 no. This is okay, far good. more my speed than Van Sad Halen. Eyes, the other way. Or um, sailing takes me away. Well, I think we're going to go with that one. Sailing takes me away to where Christopher Cross. All right. All right is a song, isn't it? Isn't the name of the song. Anyway, I love a little yacht rock. I do. I genuinely do too. Big fan. Big fan. So we are not here to do the Yacht Rock podcast, even though that'd be kind of a fun one. I but there's would, some yeah. interesting stuff there. Little rubber band, reminiscing. <laughs> sure. Probably, I bet the Wikipedia page for that is pretty darn long. I'm going to check that out later. But we are here to talk about the movies. Who are you? I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. This is Side Talks, the official podcast of the Sidewalk Film Festival and the Sidewalk Film Center and Cinema in downtown right. Birmingham. That's so right. uh, let's get started. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello. McBrobro, it's Rachel and Corey. Hey. Hi. We are calling you as we do to see what you've been watching. Okay. Well, first of all, one tiny little note. I am very near some construction at the moment, so if you hear some hammering, just, you know, don't worry about it. It's or all ambiance. I know what it is. <laughs> it's ambiance. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. Well, here, okay. I'm breaking the rules a little bit. I know, I know, I know I shouldn't do this, but I've only ever done this for one other time. Okay. And I just, uh, I haven't actually watched a movie this week. Whoa. So, what is happening? You're fired. You're fired. I'm very busy. I'm very busy. I'm so sorry. I, I tried. And then I it's got, okay. Oh, anyway. We forgive but you. I think, I have a feeling you're going to like what I thought I would talk about. Because, <gasps> is it Gilmore um, Girls? Okay, no. <laughs> close. Close. <laughs> um, okay, so I just thought, well, you know, I haven't talked about a reality TV show. I've only done that the one time. You're right. So it's been a very long time. So I thought I would just bring one up today that I've been watching that I think you are quite fond of. I can't wait. And it's F-Boy Island. I love it. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, but you will never escape F-Boy Island, Corey. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Ends. How um, much do you love it? Yeah, so Rachel has recommended that uh, a while back, <laughs> and I finally only just, you know, recently got to it. Um, Corey, have you seen it? I have not. Oh, okay. Is it on your list? Not at all. Girl, you need to change your list. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I haven't. So here's the thing. Fully disclosed, I have not finished, so don't. No spoilers. You know, I'm half. I'm like halfway through. I guess I can't remember exactly what episode I'm on. But they um they injected the new dudes. There's like new Jared now because yeah. yeah there was already a guy named Jared and now there's a new guy and there's a now it's called new Jared and OG Jared. <laughs> so that's we're after the injection of a couple new robots. So um, well, I guess I mean you know Rachel, you chime in here too because you are you're the you know. Well, the, this is season the, one, so it's been a minute. Am oh, yeah, I right? So, so yes, nasty exactly. Nando, so on, nasty Nando's on this one. I am a uh, a year behind. Yeah, I know that there's a yeah, new That's one. okay. So, yeah, that's okay. I'm a little late. I'm a little late. But also, okay. So like, just right off the bat, the whole title F Boy Island. Like, why are you calling it that? Like, it's it's just fuck boy. Like, why why do they got to be like this? And so I. Well, first of all, this is really annoying. When you're on the HBO app and you just 
type in Fuckboy Island, it doesn't even bring up a show at all. That's at bullshit. All. I know. And then you do the F-boy thing, and it works. And it's like, but wouldn't you have just somebody, like, tagged it just so that at least the full F-word would have shown up or something? But anyway, that's just a little, you know, technical thing. What but, does so show up it. when you type fuckboy <laughs> well, into the search it engine? It says nothing where there's no title. And I'm like, yes, there is. And so you have to, like, It's like they've it, erased like all the fuckboys. Don't do yes. that to them. Fuckboys are people, too. Okay, but listen to this. So I was looking into that. I was reading about it a little bit, and um, it was kind of hard to read about because I didn't want to spoiler it. But um, but I did read just some you know notes about how landmines. You had to avoid okay. all the landmines. Exactly, and I did see the name Jared come up. But here's the thing: there's two Jared, so I'm I'm not even spoiled. Like I don't even Good. know, you know. Um. So okay. So this right here, one of the um producers says here, quote, uh, it's quote, a show you can talk about with your family? What? That's why the show's title was edited to be more PG-friendly. We didn't want to fully discourage people from talking about the show openly and excitedly, says the former Bachelor franchise producer, who acknowledges that the word fuckboy rolls off his tongue nicely, but not everyone uses the F word so freely. Like, family-friendly? Are you serious with this? The entire premise of the show... Yes. Is that there are fuck boys who are only there to fuck women and mm-hmm, then leave mm-hmm. them and move on. But that doesn't strike it's me as being terribly family friendly. Am I wrong? Right. Well, you I need to educate them young. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, yeah. So I guess we should give Corey just a little bit of a break. So, so you... You've got these three women, and I will say the the ladies they're like they're cool, they're with it, they're smart, they're perceptive, and they they're not catty. They all have kind of each other's backs, and they're you know they it's like you know ladies before the bros kind of thing. And so I do like that about them that the women have sort of an alliance and they check in on each other and stuff. So I did like that. And then they're also they're, highly attractive. Are you shocked? Oh yeah, I'm definitely stunned. Babe, Babe City. Babe City. Um, and so the dudes, there's so many dudes. There's like 27 or 30 dudes or something. And then, so half of them are, you know, fuck boys. And half of them are quote unquote nice guys. You're right, though. But, they, they could also just change the name of this to make this more family friendly to Sausage Island. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, and yeah, so the, the twist is that you don't know who is who. So the ladies and the viewers are trying to figure out, you know, because obviously these, these F-boys can disguise <laughs> themselves and act like a nice guy until, you know, you find out. And then, you know, the nice guys are probably trying to be nice guys. But, you know, you never know with bro bros. They could just slip up and all of a sudden seem seem like they're the other kind. So it's one of these type of things. The ladies have to sniff it out and figure it out. And then at each week's elimination, when they eliminate the dudes, it's revealed whether they've gotten rid of, you know, one of the F-boys or one of the nice guys. And it's a bummer when they get rid of the nice guys because that just means there's more of those F-boys, you know, lurking around, you know, the 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 game, the rest of the game. But if they get so, eliminated, how nice are they really? Well, well, it's just maybe they weren't, you know, there wasn't a spark or they were dorks or, you know, they could be nice <laughs> and just not a winner, you know? Or sometimes they're suspected to be an F-boy. What if they're suspected yes, to be but dorks? They are, but they are not actually an F-boy. Mm. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, exactly. They just give off a little bit of a vibe somehow, but they're like, no, no, I'm genuinely a nice guy. And then, okay, so this is a really fun part. So apparently, so when the the F-boys are eliminated, they go to this place called Limbro, 
and <laughs> um and it's literally like um a, a like a refugee camp uh, and it's just like a bunch of tents and cots and the sand on the beach and it's very like primitive but I did read that they actually stay in a hotel, which I knew they would, but I did read that. that they actually have a hotel and they're like in that and then they just bring them out. Um, they said <laughs> they bring them out when the sun is the most blazing and film them in the Limbro setting just so that it's, you know, it's it's funny that way. And then the good guys, though, the good guys that get um, act, they go into what's, what's it called? Nice Guy Mansion or something? What was it called? Um Oh, Nice Guy Grotto. Yeah, that's it. So the nice guys get to just hang out in this mansion, just chilling and, like, working out and making smoothies. And there's all these little montages of them doing just that, (laughs) like, literally making smoothies together and stuff. And then uh, our protein shakes. That's what they're called, probably. Um, And so, and then, you know, the the other dudes are just hanging out in the limbro and, you know, sweating it out in the sun. And so, and then, but um, the ladies live in a mansion on their own. And then all the guys that are still contestants, they live just nearby in like a different villa or whatever. Um, but you know, most 99% of the show is just people shirtless poolside. You know what I mean? Like for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, you know, dudes shirtless, the ladies, the ladies have have those on. Barely. But, barely. Um, but yeah, barely. It's minimal. It's small. I mean, I, I would um, hope so because we need to keep this family friendly. Family friendly. Family friendly. So, and then just to give you, Corey, since you, you don't know, well, you don't know at all know what, what to expect here, I'll just list a few, because I did look this up. The contestants, um, it lists their occupation. All right. And I um, just wanted to give you this list real quick. Okay, so this is the occupations of the, um, do you want the nice guys first or the F boys? Oh, surprise me. You know, it's not very different. So, um, okay, <laughs> so the nice guys include entrepreneur, brand marketer, chiropractor, image <laughs> consultant, real estate agent, fridge mover, nutritionist, <laughs> investment banker, army national guardsman, student, and not one, but two firefighters. Mm-hmm. Of course. And of course. then the bad guy, or the F-boys, they include, you'll, they'll, right off the bat, Bitcoin investor, <laughs> <laughs> um, fitness coach, IT recruiter, Photographer slash barber, club promoter, which is a big oh, red Club promoter. The lady paid that. There's a siren that goes off in the show when it's when like anyone says that they're a club promoter. It's like a red alert happens like, <laughs> on, the screen, on the girls look at each other and they're like, oh no. Um, okay, content creator. Oh yeah. Real yeah. estate broker, dance master. I don't know what a, exactly a dance master is. Oh, I like um, that. Health technician. Another IT recruiter, event producer, model, yeah. talent agent, and then another entrepreneur. So that's kind of the like vibes. And eighty percent of these dudes are from Los Angeles or Miami or something, sure. you know. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, that's kind of the lay of the land. And um, Nikki Glazer is the host, the comedian Nikki Glazer. And I did read that she. Let's see, what is her name? She has sort of changed it, uh, the meaning of F boy to mean fragile boy, explaining that they have low self-esteem and therefore lack care towards women. So that's kind of her interpretation of the F. Oh. Yeah. 
So, I don't yeah. know if that makes it any more family friendly either, but okay. They're just <laughs> fragile boys. Fragile boys. But you know, the dudes do on the show. They they do seem, or at least for the show, they seem to grow and they seem to realize, like, well, maybe I don't want to be an F boy, and maybe I do want to, you know, care and and respect women and all of these things. So there seems like there's some possible room for growth for a few of them. But then a few of them, they're very, you know, unabashedly F boys, and they're just like, oh yeah, whatever. I just want to like bone and work out and they just don't care so you know it's, it's there's still a range even within the f boys of, of emotional intelligence and stuff so um are you gonna watch it now Corey? i'm closer to watching it than i was at the beginning of this segment i'll say oh, that okay much. you've been enticed by all the um, ip recruiters and, and, and bitcoin investors i don't know how how likely it is that i will actually ever watch this though in in all honesty but we'll you no, know I, never I, say I, never i get it i get it um but, um, yes, I have been enjoying it. It has been quite a fun uh, little, you know, little romp. And, I mean, you know, I love movies, and I'm definitely going to come back at you with a movie next. I mean, we just had Sidewalk and so many movies, and it's great. But um, I hate to break form today, but I just was excited. I thought you'd be excited, Rachel, that I finally got, I am you know, got so on board excited. the island. There's also one, and, um, one little observation I'll make, too, that there's something about putting a large number of men together on an island with only three women that turns them immediately into the stereotype of like a fourth grade or sixth grade girl where uh, they're just like going up to other, to people and being like, I just think that such and such is disrespecting you. I th- and start talking shit about each other. Yeah. That's uh-huh. that to yeah. me is really fun. Yeah, exactly. And they do these things where they, they have like little almost mini date speed date kind of things. And I mean, I guess it's like how the bachelor does it too, where they'll just be in this cabana on the beach and they'll be talking all intimately. And then, some dude will just come up and say, oh, can I cut in and can I have a moment? And then, you know, the other, you know, it's just like this, like, conveyor belt of bro bros um, hanging out with these ladies. And I mean, um, yeah, as soon as yeah. you start to feed one lady some pineapple, another one comes up and wants, like, to, feed her, wants to feed her some other pineapple. <laughs> 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 um, and I did read, too, that it was all shot in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. So, just in case you're wondering, the tropical locale specifically. All right. But um, but yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride. So I haven't gotten to the end, and I, you know, what is the end? I mean, you know, like what even is that? Like, do they? Oh, I know. I don't know. I know, I know exactly you know, what the end like, is. If they pick, is it? Is, how do you win the game? Because if you pick a nice guy, are you supposed to just? date this guy in the end or do you if you pick an f boy is it like you can also is it, is oh it, is well it, if the, you you don't know right supposedly i don't want to i don't want to spoil anything for you but i'm gonna tell you the premise because the premise kind of yeah. falls apart which is what i love about the show any rules or boundaries on this show fall to oh, shit i will say the episode that yes the, i think the most recent episode i watched what they did there's a new twist and what they did is, even though, so previously when the guys were eliminated, it would be revealed whether they were, you know, F-boys or not. And now they've done a thing where it's like half of the guys are left, and they've revealed everybody's tag Status, or whatever. yeah. Wow. Yeah, like that, now, while gameplay is still happening. So I'm like, well, how is that going to work? Going all bets are off. Well, so I'm going to tell you, at the end, you're choosing, the young woman is choosing between two young men. And one of them... If they're both nice guys, right, then they get the money and they share the money. If you're choosing between a nice guy and an F-boy, then if you choose the nice guy, right, then you you automatically are like, well, we could, you know, you both get the equal shares of the money. If you choose an F-boy, it's up to the F-boy whether or not he wants to walk away with the money 
or whether or not he's going to split the money with you. Whoa. And so, you know, uh, you would think, well, the obvious choice would be to choose the nice guy, but y'all aren't thinking about the heart strings that these F-boys might be pulling. No! See, that's the thing. You think you might have changed one of these men into being, <laughs> yes, emotionally mature. And then you're like, oh, well, yes, he's converted and he's cool now and we're good and we're going to split that money. And then you pick him and then he might take it all. Burn oh, my God. You. Okay, and I'm, I'm not really going to tell you anymore. No more. Wow. Okay, no more information. No, no, no. And the, no I, I just was curious how the money would break up and all of that. So, yeah, I don't know who's picking who and who's, yeah, but now I know that is a really fun uh, extra layer to it. Yes. So, Oh, but yeah, you're thinking, oh yeah, I'm sure he's, oh yeah, he'll split it with me. But like, what if he doesn't? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't wait oh. for you to see season two. Because if you enjoyed season one, season two really doubles down. It is That's so it. much better. Okay. So just hang in there, enjoy this, but know that there is a bigger prize coming your way. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um. So, okay, well, yeah, I will, I will, and I will. But I, like I said, I'm coming back with movies real soon, but I will okay, be yeah, we're, secretly, and on the back burner, I'll be watching these F-boys. I will give you an update when I get to the end. And um, Please, yeah, please, but my, we're, my holding you to, we're holding you to a film. Of course. Of Even course, though I cannot argue or be mad at all about you watching F-Boy Island. That's what I thought. I was like, I've run afoul no. of the podcast, no. but I was like, oh, no. Oh, they no. advised me to watch this, so I'm, I'm just following orders. So. I fully support <laughs> this decision. I endorse it. Okay, good. All right, Bruce. Well, we'll talk to you later. Go get your F-Boy Island on. Tonight's a I good will. night for it. There's a hurricane out there in the world, Ooh, so yeah. tonight's a good night for some F-Boy Island. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if they were filming in the Cayman Islands and a hurricane came up and, like, was there when they filmed? Oh, my god. Those F-Boy <laughs> Islands could just create a wall against the hurricane. Oh, yeah. They're so big. They're pretty. They're pretty bricked up. <laughs> All right, Bruce. Well, we'll talk to um, you okay. soon. Bye. 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 And now, Fast Film Terms. That was the fastest film term I ever seen. I know. Well, I've got a film term for you, and you've got one for me, right? Is that I how this is working do. today? That's correct. Well, mine is high concept. High concept. Which you would think is a that's a pretty common concept, right? A high concept. It's a pretty common term, yep. if you will. But I actually think it's rarely is it defined very well. Yeah, you know, it, it does have some variable definition. So what is, what is the definition so of I, high concept? I've kind of come up with my own definition. Okay. And I, you can, I'll, I'll gauge to see whether or not, you can gauge it and see whether or not it, it flies for you. But in the world of film, high concept would refer to a film idea that's premise, first of all, tends to be more plot than character driven. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And that the general idea is that regardless of how good the script is or really how good the film is, that the idea is so marketable that the film is going to profit and do well on its own just based on the concept itself. It's a very like, yeah. what if? What if dinosaurs were came back to life? You know, this kind of thing. So very – that is incredibly high concept, isn't it? It sure is. Um, so that's – yeah, it's basically – a strong enough concept that it's going to sell the film no matter who you cast, no matter who you writes the script, it's going to be good to go. Yeah, in later uh, uses, I've heard um, usually these are films that have some sort of genre twist. Sure. Uh, what if comedy, but also horror or sci-fi or fantasy or something like that, or superhero movie or something, you know. Yeah, and it's probably important to acknowledge that this kind of term is usually used when you're pitching something, when you're trying to sell an idea. Or That's right. Sell and market something that that maybe even that you know has got a weak cast or 
maybe not the best film ever, but if you can sell the concept and, and refer to it as high concept, you can get it out there in the world. Absolutely. So what have you got for me? Well, what I've got for you is the production code. Whoa. Production code, which is a film history yeah. uh, term. Um, people may be vaguely familiar with the production code because from about 1934 to – uh, the late 60s, probably about 1967, the production code was the predominant um, sort of set of guidelines that Hollywood studios followed when uh, making films. Um, this sort of governs the content that is allowable right. in a film. What words you can say, what words you cannot say, what parts of the body you can show, what parts of the body you cannot show. And the production code actually digs into like cultural attitudes as well. Sure. Um, you know, you cannot show a member of the clergy being humiliated in this way. You cannot uh, foment anti-patriotic um, sentiments this way. Um, and Homosexuality the, would have been oh, at time. one point in time really in the radar here. Which is why so many classic Hollywood films have to resort to subtext um, or see film noir. So yes, exactly. Um, film noir, an entire, uh, subgenre based around skirting the rules of the production code by, by sort of showing, but never actually showing, uh, some real dark stuff. And, um, almost always contains a, a gay and quotes character. Yeah. Somebody who's coded that way, but not necessarily explicitly, uh, revealed to be gay. Um, so the production code, um, about 33 years until in 1967, after it had kind of died the death of a thousand cuts, it's replaced by the MPA's rating system, which is used today. Yeah. And am I wrong to say the production code was originally something that was sort of self-regulatory, that was put upon the industry itself by itself in an effort to avoid the government coming in and, and putting ratings on the industry. That's exactly right. Um, This was an age where um, not only states, but sometimes individual municipalities had their own censorship boards and trying to keep track of a hodgepodge of American censorship boards and censorship requirements would have essentially made Hollywood unable to make anything. Yeah, it sounds miserable. Um, So this was uh, self-imposed in response to a number of early Hollywood scandals and, of course, some racy content in some pre-code films like the films of Mae West and some early gangster yeah. movies, which were which were violent. Yeah. Um, so an interesting uh, piece of Hollywood history, if um, you're not familiar with it, the whole production code, the text is available online and it's worth a read. Uh, you'll get a chuckle out of it for sure. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. Where your own personal cinematic confetti ego and, oh, this one's a hard one to say, ego waffle. Waffle. What? (laughs) You kind of have to see it spell. Waffle? A waffle. Full of so, syrup. They yes, put- it's full. It's full of some kind of flavor, and I mm. couldn't get a real good idea of all the flavors, but I do know that strawberry is a big one. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So it's just the, like stuffed with 
jam or jelly. Yeah, yeah that's what it looks like. So okay. yeah, you can either be the confetti ego, which is you can imagine it's got like a little birthday sparkle to it, mm. or the ego waffle, which is a fruit filled compote. Which yeah, you take in. I do love a compote, but all right, I guess. I've, I want to be confetti. Anyway. All right. So all right. I'm edging towards it. Yeah. And I also discovered in my research for egg of ego waffles that, first of all, you know, they really became very popular. Well, they've been popular since the 50s, but they became extremely popular with Stranger Things. So there yep, is a bit yep. of a connection there. But I also love this little mashup, and that is it in the 2000s, and I think they still exist. It, what is it? A podcast at sidewalkfest.com if you are indeed a person who partakes of these and, and knows anything about them. <laughs> but Kellogg's collaborated with the Lego company, which of course, Lego, Ego, and that was a marketing campaign, Lego, uh-huh. my Ego, uh-huh. to produce Ego waffles shaped like Lego blocks. So that is a thing. <laughs> okay. In addition to emoji waffles and some Darth Vader waffles that are out there, there are Lego waffles that you can kind of break apart into little blocks. Sick. Yeah. I still think I want to go confetti. Yeah, I still want the the jam, the well, waffle. Oh man, I the picture when I was looking actually looked really good. It's yeah. been a long time since I've had an ego waffle, but the picture looked pretty good. There was a late night spot in my college town in Savannah, Georgia, where they it was some local um, kids who'd graduated from SCAD and decided, you know what, we don't have a late night restaurant, and they started a late night restaurant, and one of the items on the menu was waffles, and they were just Eggo waffles. (laughs) I bet that that hit the spot. Yeah, yeah, some canned soup and some Eggo waffle. Anyway, thanks to Beltwell Studios. Thanks to our sponsor, Revelator Coffee, which is always appreciated on those early, miserably early mornings. Oh, for sure. And check us out online at sidewalk film on social media or sidewalkfest.com where you can see showtimes for what's playing at the sidewalk cinema and get your tickets hope you join us to see a movie at the cinema bye bye batwell studios podcast division your words our expertise